Three games left in the NFL season. We talk about two this weekend. Chiefs, Bengals, and Rams, Niners. I have Zach and Nate here to break it all down, give their picks. Coming up. Welcome to Your Best Bets. It is the Conference Championship Weekend on Sunday. Uh, it's, it's, it's really a spectacular day of football. I, I feel like I've said this the last couple weekends, a wild card weekend. We had a marathon of games from Saturday through Monday night, six games. And last weekend, the division round, we probably saw, you know, I don't want to overreact here at all, but it might have been the greatest football weekend of my lifetime that I can remember. I think a lot of people might argue that. And it culminated with, you know, possibly the best playoff game that that any of us have seen. Um, so we'll talk about it here, break it all down. The uh, the conference championships coming up with us is Zach Fitzgerald. Zach, uh, any Colin Morikawa takes lately or is still going to win 10 majors? I mean, it's early in the year. Yeah, I still think he's going to win 10 majors. I'd still bet mine. Uh, I thought that the games on Saturday were were good games, low-scoring games, uh, cold-weather games for sure. But if those were considered boring by people, Sunday more than made up for it. That game, uh, the evening game, I was watching it with my wife and the amount of times that it went back and forth. And, you know, she was asking me, is it possible for the Chiefs to come back and win? Now it's possible for the Bills to win. And it's like, yeah, anything's possible in this game. It, it was it was pretty amazing. It, it was definitely one of the better weekends of, of playoff football I've seen in recent years. Nate Conroy is here. Uh, I don't think he's been on since I think we did a preseason NFC West show. And uh, we did some over-unders predictions. Uh, I've known Nate for uh, 33 years. And for all 33 years, he has been a fan of the Rams organization. Uh, how'd that feel on Sunday? Uh, it was, it was, it was, uh, I can't even form words, to be honest with you. <laughs> it was, it was that uh, exciting. And, you know, I kept, I kept saying to myself, um, you know, Tom Brady's going to come back. You know, Tom Brady's going to come back. Uh, he's like a cockroach. He just won't go away. And of course he comes back and ties the game. And then just that tremendous long pass. Uh, and I'm screaming at the television. My kids are there, you know, kind of half freaking out. And I said, spike the ball, spike the ball, spike the ball. And he got up there and spike it. And uh, I mean, just, just by the skinnier teeth, but super, super excited. Uh, very happy. <laughs> and uh, um, I'm, I'm a lot, lot of positivity moving into Sunday. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about the Rams game in a second. You know, Zach, you mentioned the games on Saturday first. Um, the the Titans, I feel like, were better than what they showed to be in that in that game against the Bengals. But um, you know, we've kind of questioned, you know, where's Ryan Tannehill lie on, on the on the quarterback ranking scale? We did our quarterback rankings the wild card week, and we had him around tenth, and he looked like about the tenth ranked playoff quarterback there. I, I feel like if they have a better quarterback, the Titans win that game. Um, I don't. 
I mean, I, I agree with you normally on a situation if they have a better quarterback, there could have been a different outcome. But I also think Cincinnati didn't play up for the situation. I think a lot of people think Cincinnati is overperforming, but I I think that they're a team on the, on the come, and I think that really they could be good in the coming years. If they could solidify that offensive line, that's really the only weakness that they have. Um, nine sacks last week, which to win a game with, with giving up nine sacks seems – Seems impossible, but you know Burrow was able to not make many mistakes. The only interception he threw was off of one of his receivers' hands, so that wasn't necessarily his fault. Uh, but he's been playing well. I I still don't necessarily know that I think that Cincinnati's completely out of this game. This I don't want I don't want to foreshadow um, too soon, but I, I I'm kind of in the mindset that the Bengals have had some things go their way so far the first couple playoff weeks um uh but we'll get to that as we go nate 49ers packers up to f- the five minute mark left in the fourth quarter still felt like the packers are going to win that game and then you know all season the achilles heel the packers has been their special teams uh, notoriously ranked 32nd in dvoa and special teams and uh you know, that block punt, that that pretty much turned the tide of that game. And and then you just felt like the momentum turned and somehow the 49ers were going to pull that one out. Yeah, it you know, it's obviously disappointing as, as uh, if you're a Packers fan because you literally played over four quarters of football, okay? And you only allowed, as a defense, six points. Six points. Um, and you still found a way to lose that game. Uh, now you could look at that the other way and say, you know, Aaron Rodgers only put up 10. Uh, and credit to the 49ers D for really stifling what they were trying to do. You could blame it on the elements a little bit. But with those many weapons, um, you know, more than 10 points, you know, that's that's uh, that's on the Packers for sure. And and the touchdown to start the game, I mean, it, it really looked like they're like, oh, and then you see three and out by Jimmy G, and you see you see some bad Jimmy G stuff, and you're like, this this could be 27-3 easily. So, uh, I, yeah, we'll talk about the 49ers in a little bit. That's just a t- that's a team that just defines toughness in my book, um, and they're just a hard out. Um, continue on, Nate. The Rams game to me was one of the stranger playoff games that I've seen in a while because that game just felt like it was over for like an hour and a half (laughs) from early in the second quarter to pretty late in the third quarter. I I mean, I had it on, I was kind of watching IU get their ass kicked um, on my laptop. And and so I I had it on and I was like, Oh, this, this thing's over. And then, like you said, Cam Akers fumbles at the end of the first half. Then the Rams just start dropping the ball at will. And then all of a sudden you give Tom Brady chances. And, um, you know, there he is at the end of the game. Uh, the the Matt Stafford experience for you this this season, has has the investment in him been worth so far? Uh, yes, I would say yes. I mean, this is why you brought him in. And not only Matt Stafford, but those other pieces. Uh, as well, you know, you could point to the Von Miller, you could point to the the Odell Beckham. That is why he was brought to Los Angeles, and you give up all that draft capital to make this run to try and get a home game um, for for the Super Bowl. Uh, so overall, yes, to answer your question, he still has, and he seems to be getting uh, not in the playoffs. Have had these just these pick sixes. I think he led the 
maybe led the entire league in like four pick sixes that he threw. So he's still prone to that uh, really devastating mistake from time to time. But I'll tell you, in the playoffs, he has done exactly uh, what they asked him uh, to do. Took care of business in both games, not trying to do too much, staying within himself, just running the offense. And those turnovers, at least last week, uh, those weren't on him. I mean, those, Mm -hmm. those were on everybody else. So I'm absolutely yes, he's been worth the investment. Zach, the 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 Chiefs Bills game, uh, you know, we might be talking about that one in five years, ten years, because of it was a good game through three quarters. Uh, it was it was pretty well played. It was it was back and forth, and you weren't sure who was going to win. Uh, obviously, down to, to the final minutes, but I, I don't think anyone could have seen what was going to happen the last three or four minutes of that game. Uh, my main question is, what were the what were the Bills doing the, that last uh, sequence in regulation, the last 13 seconds? Um, I, first of all, the kickoffs. Um, I think that was a mistake. This is, of course, hindsight is always 2020. But you squib kick it there. You do something to make them take five seconds off the clock. That's one play. That's one. That's that's the 25 yard Tyreek Hill play. Um, just. I don't know. Were you like me? Were you questioning what are these guys doing here? Uh, not at the time. I mean, honestly, I was kind of just enthralled in the game and not really thinking that deeply about it. But uh, in hindsight, absolutely. You know, I heard that the next day. And, and it just as, as you say now, it kind of made me think that, yeah, had they have taken a little bit more time off, then it would have put a little bit more pressure and maybe they wouldn't have been able to take that necessarily, that deep shot that they took. Um, but like you said, uh, I'm glad it happened the way it did because we got to see one of the best games that, that we've all ever seen. And I, I don't know that any game is going to be able to live up to it, but if it can, we're, we're really in for a pretty good three games. I, w- I was before the game, I was watching with my, my kid, my oldest, and, and we both agreed that whoever, whoever won that game, we, we thought was going to win the Super Bowl, And then we'll see if that, that bears out to be true. Um, it's it's it, to me though it's it's just showing more and more that almost in all instances you really need an elite quarterback to get to this point and of course the Niners might be defying logic with Jimmy G uh, who we can all agree is not elite but uh, watching that Bills Chiefs game with Allen and Mahomes going back and forth uh, how how demoralizing it has to be to be an, a fan of of most AFC teams and, and see see that and like a question, how, how are you, how are you ever going to beat that? Because the, the, both those guys are so dynamic. They run in offenses that are tailored to their skill sets. Um, shout out Matt Nagy once again for that. Um, so I, I, I just think long-term this, it, it's going to be really hard to get past, um, you know, those set of teams. Now, of course the Bengals might get it done this year. Uh, but I think for the long haul, we're looking at a lot of, a lot of bills, chiefs matchups down the road. Uh, let's get to the matchups this weekend, guys. Um, and, and I want to talk about these games. And I also want to talk about some of the bigger pictures, b- bigger picture things in these games. Um, so the Bengals headed to Kansas City. Uh, obviously, Kansas City gets the break of the Titans losing. They get to host their fourth straight AFC championship game. Um, I, I was looking back because I knew I know New England had made um they had made five in a row in the mid 2010s, but not, they weren't all home games. 
The Bills in the early 90s, of course, made four AFC championship games in a row, not all home games, but to the Chiefs. They've just owned this spot the last four seasons. It's incredible. Uh, they are currently favored in this game uh, by seven and a half points. Um, this number has pretty much stayed around seven, seven and a half all week long. Um, it opened at seven and a half. Um, it was all, it was, it was bet down immediately uh, by the sharps to seven. And I'm sorry, actually right now it does sit at seven on DraftKings. Uh, over-unders at 54 and a half. Uh, the, the, the bets lie with these percentages, 63% of the bets on the Chiefs, but 68% of the money is on the Bengals. So that kind of tells me the, the pros have come in and hit the Bengals pretty hard. Um, Zach, start, let's start with you. Um, you mentioned that you, you like the direction the Bengals are headed here. Um, you, you know, is it a question of can Burrow and this offense score enough points to hang in this game? Um, or is, what's, I guess, what's the strategy to beat the chiefs this week? You think? Outscore them is the only way I think. And, and the weather is supposed to be 48 degrees and five mile an hour wind, So not too bad. Um, I think the only way to beat them is to outscore them. You just got to fight fire with fire against them. Both teams defensively are capable, but, you know, not elite, not necessarily like the NFC game. Um, so, yeah, outscoring, but I would say, even though, you know, my heart is telling me that I would like to see Cincinnati pull this off, I still think that Casey is just a juggernaut right now. And I would take them giving the points in this game. Uh, they have some people that are banged up, but the only person that was limited practice today was Williams. So everybody else, Hill, Hardman, uh, Edwards Hilaire, they're all full practice, so they should be playing. Matthew is uh, back from his concussion full practice today, so he should be playing as well. So that'll really, really help the defense as well and the secondary. So I would take KC in this game. I would like it to be Cincinnati, but I, I would take KC. Rematch of Week 17 game, the the Bengals beat KC uh, that was at Cincinnati uh, on a last-second field goal by Evan McPherson. Um, you know, Zach alluded to it earlier, Nate, that that Burrow um, got sacked nine times last week against the Titans. Um, offensive line has a lot of issues. You think of a pass rusher like Chris Jones, um, you know, for the Chiefs, you know, should be able to get some pressure on Burrow. Uh, what's your take on this game? What are the keys? Um, well, starting with Cincinnati, you, you, offensive line, you have to protect Joe Burrow. Uh, you mentioned uh, Chris Jones, Frank Clark. Uh, you think of the pass rush, Tyron Matthew, probably close to 100% um, on the back end. Um, can the Bengals score enough points? You know, in the Raiders game, I think they scored like around 20, something like that. Um, just this past week in the Titans game, I don't even think they scored 20. Um, so in no. those two, in, in those two instances against what I would call lesser opponents, maybe not the Titans so much, but you know, I, I would think they would have to maybe combine those two games together to have a shot, uh, this week against the chiefs. Um, you know, the chiefs are running on all cylinders, all their uh, offensive weapons, uh, are healthy. They could run it. They can throw it. 
Um, they're just a juggernaut offensively. Can the Bengals keep it close for a while? Yeah, I'd like to think so. You know, Joe Burrow can make a few plays. Uh, their receivers, what Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are young, young, just budding pro bowlers. Uh, but I just, I, I just don't think they can score enough um, to keep up with the Chiefs. Do they cover the seven? Do they cover the seven? Uh, no, I would take the Chiefs and and give the points. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, again. So I, this is where the Bengals have, to me, have had some things fall in place. I mentioned just just the the matchup last round against the Titans with a. Average at best, Ryan Tannehill, but played very well below average. Um, coming, you know, Ter- Derrick Henry coming off the that injury, first game back, he's got rods and pins and metal pieces in his in his foot in his shoe. Um, and then, you know, the wild card round, you know, facing Derek Carr, who's spiking the ball at the end of the game unnecessarily. They go one of five in the red zone. Uh, the Raiders could have easily won that game. I, I just think some things have set up nicely for the Bengals to get to this point. And on the other side, the Chiefs just, you guys have mentioned, they're just a juggernaut. Remember like week four or five when they were really struggling? That seems like two years ago um, when we were like, oh, man, what's wrong with Pat Mahomes? This doesn't, this, this doesn't look right. They just don't look the same. And then it was about like week nine or 10. They just started, got, they, got, they got some things going. And then by the end of the season, it looked like, look like the chiefs that we know. Um, so I'm with you guys. I'm very comfortable laying the seven here and taking the chiefs. Um, there's, there's a passing prop to Pat Mahomes over two and a half touchdown passes. That's plus one Oh five. So you're getting plus money for him to go against this Bengals defense that I don't, I don't think is that good. I don't know how they stop Tyreek Hill, uh, Travis Kelsey and um, you know, Guy that's really impressed me, Jarek McKinnon. I think he's added another. Uh, I, I mentioned it last week with Scott and Johnny. That really adds another dimension to the offense. I feel like he's got so much speed, and that the team is just devastating um, with their speed. Um, so I'm with you guys. Last question on this game: Pat Mahomes, uh, Nate, um, where's his legacy headed? Right at this point, I mean, we're talking about four straight conference championship games. If he, if, if they make the Super Bowl, three straight Super Bowl appearances, um, you know, he's won an MVP. Um, the numbers are astronomical. I mean, he could retire tomorrow and probably be in the hall of fame. Yep. yep. I totally agree. Um, like for all those reasons that, that you just listed and he's how, how old I mean, he's not even 25. Sniffing 30. Yeah. He's not even sniffing 30 yet. So he's got a long, 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 long way to go. Um, not to get totally off script, but uh, you know, with Ben Roethlisberger retiring today, somebody made that uh, corollary how he had a lot of success very early. It's kind of similar to a Pat Mahomes. You know, he, uh, Roethlisberger won those two Super Bowls, and then he kind of tapered off towards the end. You know, a consistent performer, but not to that level. Now, I don't want that to happen, but to Patrick Mahomes, but just based upon what he's accomplished already in this short five-year time frame, absolutely, one hundred percent, he would be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, Zach doesn't. I mean, this feels like a a Brady like, Pats like dynasty that they've that they're establishing, doesn't that? Yeah, it very well could be. And what makes it even better uh, is he has uh, a counterpart, hopefully, in Josh Allen. Maybe this is like you said, like a Tom Brady, maybe like a Peyton Manning sort of thing here that's going to continue for a number of years, which would be great for the sport. Zach, what do you think? 
Uh, I think, you know, I saw Mahomes say something reference to Brady in some way that they'll see how their careers are in 20 years. I think he is the only one playing right now, at least, that has a career that maybe is on a trajectory that could rival Brady's. And a win here would put him in the Super Bowl, which, you know, then would give him, you know, a chance to, you know, take another step on the ladder to maybe start catching up to Brady. I think nobody's going to argue that that Brady was ever physically as talented as what Mahomes is at any point in his career. But, you know, what what Brady did when he wasn't necessarily physically at his best, you know, not making the mistakes that he needed to in the early years in New England, there's a lot of skill to that, that, that Mahomes hasn't always shown, you know, he's shown this year a little bit of a propensity to kind of make some mistakes. So I think if he wins, you know, he, he puts himself one step closer to Brady and, and he's the guy, I think he's the only guy right now that people would say has a chance. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I, I mean, I think if you're some, looking at someone that can potentially rival the career accomplishments, and like you said, he's on he's got he's on that trajectory at this point. Obviously, it's a long road, but uh, if, if he would if they would get their second Super Bowl in three years and second Super Bowl at 25, 26, then then we're at least talking about a possibility. Uh, the evening game, the Niners at the Rams. Um, Currently, this game is at three and a half points. Uh, the Rams are the are the favorite. It's basically been three and a half all week long, and fifty five percent of the bets on the Rams and sixty two percent of the money on the Rams. So heavy on the Rams, uh, the public and the sharps. Um, I know what I usually like to do in those situations as far as uh, as a better. But um, let's talk about this game, uh, Nate. Uh, you know, you just can't you can't get around it. The Niners have owned the Rams um, very recently. I don't know if Kyle Shanahan has some edge for whatever reason uh, when they face Sean McVay, um, but they've uh, they've swept them in six matchups the past three seasons. Um, and McVay is three and seven uh, lifetime against McVay, straight up and against the spread. And the Rams were favored in eight of ten of those games. So Kyle Shanahan's used to beating McVay, and he's used to beating him as an underdog, which is what they are this week. Um, you know, who could forget Week 18? The Niners basically on the ropes, and, and we've seen this before. I, I remember in 2010, as a Bears fan, the Bears could have knocked the, the Packers out of the playoffs and won the division um, and, and eliminated the Packers from, from the wild card. Packers win. They face them later on in the NFC Championship game. The Packers go in the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that's going to happen here, but they had a chance to take them out in Week 18. They let Jimmy G uh, basically resuscitate them and bring them back, and now here the Niners are two road wins later. Um, what has it been with the Niners that the Rams struggle with the last couple of years? Well, uh, one is just, I think, familiarity because they play twice a year, so you know they know. Ram strength and weaknesses, um, and and vice versa. Um, I I think Kyle Shanahan doesn't get enough credit for what he does, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I I think he's pretty pretty innovative uh, in using what Jimmy G 
can provide. Yeah, it, which 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 is not as much as other quarterbacks, but but he uses him in a very I'll say efficient way. You know, you you hate that term game manager, but let's be honest. This is this. I mean, if he wins this game, this is his second Super Bowl in how many years? So he he he's not just some punk we're throwing out there. He's he's got some talent. Um, but yeah, just just using these pieces in the right way. You know, he's using uh, wide receivers in the backfield, or he's getting that fullback uh, use check or whatever. Uh, involved a little bit or you know he's got that big Trent Williams as as a fullback or an H-back just these little wrinkles just these little twists uh, here and there just to kind of keep the Rams a little bit off balance um, on the defensive side of the ball and then you know the 49ers defense is pretty stout too with with Bosa and their pass rush so uh, yeah like I said they've uh, they've they've had the number lately here and I'm hoping things change come Sunday. Zach, one one matchup that I, I I'm concerned about that would go heavily in the Rams' favor is the Niners' secondary is is not it's not good. They've been able to cover it up with um, their front seven is is great. We know how good Bosa is. Um, it felt like every other play Saturday night he was harassing Aaron Rodgers. But um, you, if if they get time to throw, I, I really think Cooper Cup, uh, Odell Beckham, um, uh, you know Van Jefferson could really um, give this secondary some trouble. Yeah, I agree. I think that, that the 49ers only chance is to pressure Stafford and, and make him make mistakes. Uh, I think both defenses are very good. Aside from, like you said, the secondary 49ers, but their pass rush is so good that normally that's, that's covered up pretty well. Um, the big difference I see in this game is obviously Stafford. If if the 49ers had even doesn't have to be a star, you know, a guy of let's just say maybe even Tannehill, in all honesty, even that much more just to kind of push it up and over, they they could be favored in this game. But at the same time, I think the Rams well-roundedness could be could be their best asset. I mean, they are excellent on offense, very, very good on defense. Von Miller looked great again last week. So if he can continue to do that, I mean, with him and Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald is always going to take double teams. So, you know, if, if Von Miller can be even slightly Von Miller from, I think it was 2015 with Denver, then he's going to get teamed the entire, the entire game and he could really create some havoc. Um, but if it was up to me, I I would put my money on the Rams. I think I don't think three and a half is enough. It's supposed to be great weather. So Stafford should have no issue throwing the ball to those three guys. Jefferson just running deep routes all day long. Beckham trying to make one-handed catches and Cooper Cup just, just gobbling up targets like he did all year. But I would take the Rams. Zach's laying the three and a half with the Rams. Um, we'll get to my pick in a second. Uh, Nate, the you mentioned Debo Samuel. Um, Kyle Shanahan's run schemes seem to be some of the best in the league. Um, however, uh, we know we know Jimmy G has limitations. Um, I was uh, closing my eyes on half the throws that he was putting out there Saturday night. 
he didn't get a lot of help early in the game. We saw Kittle have a really big drop. Uh, Ayuk had a drop later, but some of these throws, he's off his back foot and he's he's just getting rid of the ball. And it, it, it's scary. It's really terrifying if you're a Niners fan, I'm sure, because he's going to give you two or three of those a game. Um, the, 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 the matchup with the Rams defensive line, I, to me, it comes down to them being able to shut down that running game and forcing, forcing the Niners to pass because I don't think that's how they want to run their offense. That's, that's not how they move the ball well. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, like you said, Jimmy G is prone to, again, two to three of those just very questionable decisions, and a lot of those uh, have turned into turnovers. Or, uh, you know, you think of the uh, the Cowboys game where he didn't get the, the lineman set, and then they have that five-yard penalty, and they give the ball back, and they almost ended up, he almost ended up blowing that game. The Rams' pass rush is formidable. You have Aaron Donald. Um, you have Von Miller. Uh, don't forget about Leonard Floyd uh, on the other side as well. Expert. Yeah. Well, you you brought it up. I wasn't going to mention it, but 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 you but you brought that up. <laughs> uh, uh, and then you have your lockdown corner uh, with Jalen Ramsey. So he's going to eliminate basically whoever they decide to eliminate. If it's Ayuk, if it's Samuel, uh, whoever, they're going to shut one side of the field down. So if San Francisco has any chance, they have to be able to run the ball, be it with a wide receiver. Uh, be it with Eli Mitchell, who's actually been pretty good this year. He was had a short stint on my fantasy roster this year. Um, so if they can get that run game going and get that pass rush uh, off of Jimmy G a little bit, that's going to help those 49ers uh, tremendously. Do I think they can do that consistently? No, I don't. What's the, what, what's the pick here for you? The, the Rams win, do they cover? What do you got? Uh, the Rams win and they definitely cover three, three and a half either way without question. Now, again, that might be a little, uh, bias, but that's no apologies I mean, for me. That's, uh, that's understandable. Uh, you know, my take on this guys is I think this is going to be an extremely close game. Um, I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know if I feel good if I were, if I were a Niners fan that they've won the last few games against the Rams um, or if it's the law of averages and, and, and the Rams are due to win one of these games against them. Um, I, I'm, I think three and a half is too much. I don't think the Rams have any home field advantage. Sorry, Nate. Um, oh, that's fine. You know, I agree. So, well, the last, yeah, last game of this regular season. Yeah. yeah. SoFi stadium is incredible. It's there's, it's to, it doesn't provide a home field advantage. It's not like Lambeau field on the Saturday night home field advantage. So I think automatically you're getting a couple extra points. If you're the Niners um, to me, you know, if you give three points for home field um, I feel like this should be three at most, uh, maybe two and a half, three. Um, so I, I feel like I'm getting a couple extra points. I don't know if the Niners win this game, but I love the three and a half. Um, I love the, the, the matchup uh, with them running the ball, I just I feel like they can, like you said, behind Trent Williams, who's probably the best left tackle in the, in the league. I know he had a bit of a, a injury there Saturday night. Of course, Samuel was limping off the field, Kittle. So I do have some questions about their health, but I just trust Kyle Shanahan enough to think that they're, they're going to cover. Um, um, you know, I don't I don't hate them to win the game. I um, But I'll say Rams win, Niners cover. Um, 
my favorite play, guys, six-point teaser. You take uh, you take the Chiefs and you take that down to a point and you parlay it with the Niners and take give them six points up to nine and a half. Parlay those two together. That's um, at minus 120. That's what I really feel comfortable with. Um, is, is that the cowardly play? Uh, probably. But um, I, I like the percentages there much better with the Chiefs basically just winning and the Niners getting almost 10 points. So... That's my play. Uh, last thoughts, Zach? Um, I am looking forward to this weekend. I honestly wouldn't be surprised with any outcome that we have. And I and I think that any scenario in the Super Bowl really creates kind of an exciting game. So I think that probably the most exciting would be KC versus the Rams, you know, the two high-powered offenses. Let's see if uh, – Let's see if the Rams defense can get to Mahomes, which, you know, last year is what happened to him in the Super Bowl. So, you know, will the same thing happen to him again this year if they get through? You know, for Burrow, can he get through and, you know, maybe get to the Super Bowl and start building his own legacy? Is this the last that we've seen of Jimmy G and San Fran? Uh, I'm not 100% sure that I think Lance is the answer uh, in anything that I've seen. So, yeah, I'm excited to see where we're at next week, but I don't think we'll have a bad outcome anyway it goes. Nate? Yeah, ditto everything uh, that Zach just threw out there. I, you know, I would say if you're talking about teams that have uh, pressure, unfortunately, I think it's the Rams. You know, like I said, this is what they're built for. You know, they got the home game, uh, the Super Bowl's in your home stadium. This is what you've invested all this money and draft capital into trying to win these kinds of games to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't see Kansas City playing real tight or nervous. Like I said, they've been there, what, four years in a row now. Uh, like I said, they're playing loose. They're, they're just out there just chucking it around the backyard. Uh, you know, Cincinnati's got nothing to lose. They're going to play their tail off. But I, like I said, I don't, see, uh, I don't see them pulling that off. If they did... Talk about a you know a, a early legacy there for Joe Burrow if he goes into KC and manages to pull that one off. Um, but yeah, I, I guess all the pressures on the on the Rams unfortunately this week. But super pumped, super excited. Like I said, I've got my my whole Sunday afternoon blocked out, so it's it's going to be great. It, it it's just set up to be an epic Sunday. Uh, see if it goes your way. I I've compared the Rams all season to like a uh, like an NBA team that made a bunch of trades midway through the year and and then they kind of figure it out around the playoff time. Um, and that's kind of the Rams this year. I, I think you know they've had some ups and downs. Uh, you know, but. Mostly it's just been about getting the chemistry right with all these guys, all these stars by the end of the season. It appears they've done that. Um, appreciate you guys being here, breaking it all down, and uh, we'll see what happens. Thank you. Thank you. I had a good time. Uh, next week, of course, no football show, but we'll be back talking about golf. And uh, I'll have Tim and Amanda here to uh, break down the 1991 hit Days of Thunder. We're going to rewatch it and uh, give our thoughts on a epically bad movie. So bad it's good. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.